Oh, hey. So um, I forget. Have we talked about our favorite, our actual favorite? And I know we've talked about, you know, Marianne and Bernie and others before. But have we talked about our actual favorite candidate before? Wayne Messam. Have we? Wayne gang. Uh. Wayne gang. Uh, we here at Not Safe for Wonks are all about the Wayne gang and Wayne Messam and his uh, um, Floridian. Yeah, Floridian heritage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's mayor of the fourth largest city in Florida. Incredible, folks. Absolutely. Uh, You'll love yeah. to see it. Was, uh, you know, he last played football. <laughs> yeah. He played football. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure about that one. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um. Uh. A couple episodes back, we talked about um Marion Williamson's uh no, like financial numbers and whether that mattered in terms of her kind of you know still very much so outside her campaign. Um. And uh. You know, I think we should talk about Wayne Messam's Q3 financial numbers because oh these really speak to the power of this campaign, y'all. After you hear this, you're yeah. you're gonna be like on the Wayne gang too. Wayne too. <laughs> more money than Yang, more free money than Yang. Honestly, like it's it's just raining yeah. money in in the uh in the Wayne in the Wayne HQ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Wayne Messam is reporting. He raised, Double, please five dollars. That's not a typo. We didn't say that wrong. He his actual F. But- filing says he raised five dollars <laughs> in, in q3 all and of quarter has, three uh, and he five dollars three thousand dollars cash on and hand also he spent zero dollars <laughs> sounds like a good yeah i mean you're me. getting a return on investment you know what you know what i feel like I, I I feel like he was over at his he was over at like his brother's house, and he was like, "Oh, so I've been running for president lately." Oh yeah, I meant to donate to your campaign, and then he rummages through his wallet and finds the smallest bill he has. Oh yeah, um, here's a here's a donation to the uh, to the Wayne campaign. I, I really hope you get to be president. Wayne, 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 have you used that for your Twitter? You should. It's really good. Here's five dollars to the campaign, brother. You know, you know what this reminds you of? It reminds you of that new Kevin Spacey movie that came out after the Brilliant. allegations called Billionaire oh, yeah. Boys Club. And it earned $126 on opening day at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's just it's just incredible. Just full transparency with you, our beloved listeners, also. Uh we we actually reached out to Wayne Messam to try to get him on the show and he never got back to us uh, apparently because he was really busy out there pounding the pavement for those five dollars you, you know it, it's funny <laughs> it's because work. it's really funny because I, I was like wait the, he, he he must have like shut off the donations on his webpage or something but I go to his website and the donate button is there and it's it's very prominent like just nobody. No, he hasn't dropped out. He yeah, has not he's dropped out. He's still on the race. paper running. And he has a donation link on his page. Like, but like it's just five dollars. Like we have made more money on our Patreon in the same amount of time than Wayne Messam, and we have two dollars a month. Kirsten Gillibrand dropped out weeks and weeks ago. I just got her t shirt finally. Goddamn hipster, yeah. Uh, weeks after she dropped out. And yet uh Wayne's still running. Does he have merch? <laughs> Wayne's oh, still running. Oh, that's, 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 yeah, that's, 
That's the next question here. No, wait, he doesn't have merch because if he had merch, that would require him to make an investment, which he didn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to look on his website. I got to check. Now. I got to check. I'm pulling up the website. It's going to be good, folks. Um, uh, he doesn't have any merch. In- I don't think so. Like, obviously, he, he didn't spend any money. <laughs> you need to spend money if you want to make merch. <laughs> um, I found a, I found a merchandise shop for him on <laughs> liberal dot shop. Oh, <laughs> the liberal oh, shop for liberal it's shoppers. Just, it's just That's his uh, it's just his logo stapled on a t shirt. A hooded sweatshirt, a snapback hat, and a mug, and that's it. I know what I'm getting. Incredible! It's it, and they're all they're all like thirty dollars, and like so. Well, anyway, it's obviously folks, sold if you're listening to this right now, go to Wayne Messima's website and uh, click the donate button, and then reconsider, and then go to Rebecca Parsons' website and donate yeah. to her. <laughs> you say that, but soon we'll all be living under Wayne's world. Wayne's World. Can we can we milk that Moomer nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Wayne's World. Brandon's like not the, here this week. Ray's here instead. This is not safe for Wonks. I'm Kennedy hey, Cooper. We got the Zoomer consensus this time. Yeah, it's a Zoomer week. I hate these. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just be trampled on by like several several dozen toddlers. <laughs> oh God! It's like all telling y'all, you that y'all ever seen that that statue of the guy fighting all the babies? In yeah, like, yeah that's really that's how it. I feel when it's when it's when it's like me and Leia and Dre here doing the cast. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Uh, um, you. it's it's great to be here. It's been another weird week of news i guess as always um there's a lot we could talk about uh and there's too much for us to possibly cover everything all the time but we've handpicked a few items as we like to do and uh yeah we already touched on um <laughs> wayne's very very sad financial wayne's quarter cheap world wayne's um, <laughs> um wayne's five five dollar <laughs> foot long and nothing else world you really have to feel like he's not putting in I mean, any he, effort he's I mean, on he did paper zero dollars according to himself like it's just it's mystifying that he hasn't dropped out i think in like all of the news yeah. he's getting about him raising five dollars that's like the most news he's ever gotten he'll probably raise like five more that. dollars today People are gonna be like oh wayne mess him you know I feel bad for him how about give him a dollar <laughs> Honestly, no. I, I, I would send that dollar to somebody else. There are so many people, uh, you know, progressives running for Congress and stuff yeah, like w- that. Wayne's, Wayne's not even going to spend running it. for your city council even, you know? Like, exactly. He's, yeah, he's, he's not even spending anything right now. So, set, you know, look up your city council. See if there's like a DSA person running. Give them a dollar. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, like it, it, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like if we, if one of us ran for office, we'd run a more serious campaign than Wayne Messam. Yeah, like there are a lot of people out there right now, uh, proving that you know, although there are a lot of obstacles to the outsider candidate that don't exist if you're on the inside track, that you can still go out there and pound the pavement and make a campaign out of nothing. You know, mm-hmm. um, Wayne is not doing that. <laughs> Oh no, Wayne is Wayne is apparently doing next he's, to nothing. He's in his I don't own know. world. Let's, 
uh, I'll go back to his website real quick um, and just make sure. Does he have like events or anything? If there was a meet Wayne section. No, that requires spending money. I'm so, I know. I just want to make sure. I'll, look, I just want to like, I'm trying to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. You know, technically you can spend, your campaign can spend no money and you could still spend money running for president. You know what I mean? Like, so he might be doing something. I just wanted to see. And the answer seems to be no. <laughs> Um, you mean the money he spends at CC's in order to buy something so he can sit there without getting kicked out by the employees? Like a, that's his meetup event. Oh wait, he, he, Wayne gave, Messam at CC's. he gave a state of the city. Uh, I'm looking at his recently. Twitter, and it's like his last few tweets were about. Just I found that local high school. Oh no, it's, it's coming just up. High school football matches. <laughs> Getting All right, so he has show. a state of the city address coming up for a uh, Miramar. I. I, I I didn't even know that Miramar was a real city. It's a real city. And Wayne Messam... At least according to the IRS. Wayne Messam is the mayor of it. <laughs> He's the mayor. I, I thought he was from, like, St. Augustine. Fucking I don't Miramar? Even, like, where is Miramar. that in Florida? Somewhere. Yeah. Florida is just one big floppy something or another. Yeah. All the cities are just in the swamp somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Florida. Fight me. Never was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really seem like he's he's like um, running for president. Yeah, I, I mean, like, on, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't know how else to put it. I'm trying to find another way to put it. Just cue the Wayne's uh, World theme. Just cue it. Cue it. September 18th, he tweeted a, a, a he, he retweeted a poll where he was holding strong at three percent in Florida. Great. In another world, or in another time, like four decades ago, Wayne would be like a favorite, a Florida favorite son that doesn't do anything but just like gets the Florida delegates. And then when, go, when they go to the convention, they like line up behind the establishment candidate. Like Wayne Messam is the is the kind of favorite son that folds. Like I'm expecting <laughs> to be reading about the 1968 convention. And like Wayne Messam folds to Hubert Humphrey on the second ballot or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about candidates that are actually in the race. Uh, there is a debate oh, yeah, today. Uh, I will be watching it myself for sure. But uh, we decided not to stream ass. this one. Ass, dude. There's... There's too much going on and, you know, whatever. But we could speculate a little about like, it right like, now. Like, like before, the you DNC know? had said that if they get above if they get um, above 10 candidates, they would split it into two nights, which I actually thought was right. I, and then they just walked that back I immediately. I thought that was good. Like, you know, we get to hear more of the candidates. But no, now we have nope. 12 candidates in one night. Because the DNC wants to narrow the field. Oh, really? We, you have right. Oh. All of these rules. That you have to sift through. All of these fucking rules that the DNC has made to quote unquote narrow the field. And the fourth debate is going to be the most crowded one yet. It is going to be a shit show. I don't even. <sighs> they should just organize it like dodgeball where they just make certain candidates just sit out after they got like a particularly rough yeah. dunkage. I guess is the right term. They should so just not even to, like, bother to make it a debate anymore. They should just get all the candidates on stage for a five-minute speech each and then move yeah. on. Just fuck it. Like, this, this is just stupid. Honestly. Like, like everybody just come do a, com a competitive stump contest. 
Just shit talk the person who talked before just, just, just you. Like, I don't you care. Know, there's Whatever. two competing attributes of a debate that we really need to tease out. There's the side where you're trying to pitch people on your campaign and on your policies and your virtues. And the other is when you're just fucking mudslinging at each other. So we really need to separate those into two events. Like a forum where you, like you said, Ken, we just give every candidate five minutes to speak about an issue and there's no crosstalk and there's no reacting to each other. And then we just get the mudslinging fest where the candidates just fucking insult each other. And all of the mics are on all of the time. There's no moderators. It's just three hours of insults. <laughs> First person says a racial slur. Fuck loses. your mother, Amy. She was a whore. <laughs> Now, 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 in 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 uh, the Midwest, you know, my uncle Dick, he would, he would, he would, he would, uh, you know, he 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 might get a little offended if you said something like that to me. But you're you're lucky he's not not here. Ha <laughs> ha. That's that's uh, that's Amy Klobuchar, folks. Maestro Bueno, Irobano. Just just get rid of the veneer of civility and the veneer of. We're trying to figure out who the American people would like the best. Just fucking throw shit at each other. It'd make for... Or if you are going to moderate it, don't do this manipulable shit. Like, we know tonight is going to be dominated by a couple of these assholes just fucking playing the response game. You know, Kamala Harris will just demand to respond to everyone and, and shit. And, and and it'll fucking derail the entire goddamn debate. Just, like, go down the line. Okay, everybody give your healthcare pitch. Now everybody respond. Now everybody respond. Now everybody respond. Now we're done with healthcare. Like, like, that would be better. It sounds stupid, but it would like be fucking, better. Do you want political blood sport? Or do you want a noble expression of the politicians' hopes and dreams with regards to politics and society? Do you want them to tear each other's throats out or just pontificate to themselves and to America? You want both at the same time, and that's why it fucking blows. Give them aluminum baseball bats to beat the shit out of each other in one arena and then put on the nice gloves in the other one. You can't have both. Yeah, no, it's totally stupid. I agree. Uh, the the oh, mixture just doesn't work. The last couple of debates have been awful. It's just not enjoyable. Um, we can only hope that somehow tonight is better, but I doubt it because there's going to be 12 fucking I'm people probably, on I'm stage. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> like I'm going to watch on another screen like a fucking film st- film i have to watch oh i'm definitely gonna watch oh, and yeah, play definitely. video games yeah de- definitely like what are you like, what are you what are you doing what are you doing if you're what, just what? watching the debate alone i'm very sorry for you that's not visually stimulating at all unless you're looking at like bernie's bald head or whatever gleam in the stage light smooth bernie <laughs> in case you're wondering what that Spanish was earlier, that was me imitating Beto asking to go to the bathroom, which I, I think will happen. I, I did want to shout out the uh, the fake Beto, but we were kind of jumping uh, through a lot don't of I stall, uh, but, but that was good. Yes, Beto. That's a Hugo de Naranja. That's orange know. juice. I don't even know. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Bernie is is feeling good enough for this. Like, is all I can you say. Know, it, 
Honestly. Um, like, I'm not, like, overly concerned about him, but, like, last debate, he was already, like, a little low energy. Like, I, I really hope that he's yeah. just, like, feeling good and can bring bring he, a little he, bit of He heat has tonight. a base, and he has momentum. And it's not like he's going to be knocked out of Iowa anytime before then. So, I, yeah. yeah, I mean... I, I I hope he I hope I hope he I the hope problem, he's on the ta- I hope he's aggressive and I hope he shows his strengths. But if he doesn't, it won't harm him too bad. It won't harm him. But the problem now is that um like a lot of the polls are kind of evenly divided these days amongst mm-hmm. the front runners, you know. And that's not to say that nobody could break out from the pack and none of these people could drop suddenly or anything like that. But at least for the time being, Bernie's situation is he's polling about the same as Biden, who's polling about the same as Warren, who's, you know, have, you know, Pete and uh, Harris not far behind either, of you know, the rest of them. So, you know, some somebody's got to start to make a lead at some point. And of course, it's still early enough that it's not a huge issue if he doesn't do it in October but time is running out. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. And yeah, yeah like one of these other candidates could, you know, I mean, Warren in particular seems somewhat poised, unfortunately, to like jump out on us at, as, you know, like, especially like, I feel like she could kind of eat a lot of Biden's support kind of instantly if he were to just lose it. Mm-hmm. People are really drawn to light beer, the candidate. Yeah, Mike's light lemonade. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, a Warren presidency would surely be better than a Trump presidency. It would surely be better than a Biden presidency. But it may not be that great, folks. And if we can elect someone better, we fucking should. And we can. Honestly, like, I don't think Warren is going to be that strong against Trump. He's just going to fall into the same... He's just going to fall into the same pitfalls that that Hillary fell into. Like, Trump's going to be like, you're a fake Indian. Um, You're Pocahontas. And you're a socialist, and I'm American. Uh, you're not American. I'm going to be great. You're not going to be great. And then Warren's going to be like, well, that kind of talk is just un-American. And uh, Mr. President, I dare say it, but you're rude. You're a very rude person. And then she proceeds to lose like 120 with, with 120 Massively. electoral yeah. votes. And just like a total fucking wipeout. Just an incredible, devastating loss. And then what's going to suck is that afterwards... All of these, uh, all the shitty establishment neoliberals are going to be like, well, we told you so. And then they're going to run Pete Buttigieg for the next 30 years. And we're going to lose for the next 30 years. God. And we're going to have Baron Von Trump as the uh, president (laughs) in 2030, right? Right after Richard Spencer. And PewDiePie. (laughs) Like, like, like they're going to, PewDiePie was born in Sweden, but they're going to get, uh, Republicans are going to push for a constitutional amendment to get rid of the natural born citizen requirement just so they can get President PewDiePie. It'll only be for Europeans, though. Obviously. Of course. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Jesus. Um, so on the subject of Bernie, back to him for a minute. Um, he's been hinting at a big rally with a special guest coming up this weekend. Mm hmm. And I'll uh, see that the Bronx, I think Hawk it was Trump. on a big bridge, I think. So there's some speculation that it could be Cardi B because, you know, she's been thrown in behind his campaign and they've done some appearances together. But there's also speculation that it could be AOC finally giving out that coveted announcement or endorsement. I mean, 
Um, there's been a lot of talk of AOC endorsing a candidate. Um, you know, her incredible rise to popularity means that her voice goes a long way in some circles. So what do you guys think? Who do you think is going to be on that stage? And, and do you think that it's going to be uh, significant if AOC endorses a candidate? Um, like, you know, in my heart, I, w- I want it to be Cardi B just for like the, f- that, that'd be fucking hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you guys saw the, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you guys have seen the footage yeah. of him, of Bernie with like uh, Danny DeVito and they're both on stage together campaigning. The, that, that was wild. Like I'm fucking imagine Cardi B up there. That'd be great too, but it's probably going to be AOC. Oh yeah, I mean, like they're they're they are in the Bronx. You yeah, look, baby. Uh, <laughs> see, it's actually going to be a mafioso named Tony Giuseppe. That's my prediction. And Bernie's going to announce that he's officially collaborating <laughs> with the mafia. If it's still and, and around. then Bernie's a, Bernie's accidentally Bernie gonna, brings okay. Rudy Giuliani uh, out Bernie's on stage. Bernie's accidentally going to let out an F word on stage, Fredo. <laughs> you it's can't like say that way. It's like the N word for us Italians. <laughs> Remember, kids. You can always do an Italian accent. It's never racist. It's never racist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, my opinion, it's definitely going to be AOC. And do I think it will uh, be impactful? No. Most people who already support AOC already support Bernie. So it's just going to be like, uh, hey, it's official. Yeah. Really. Um, I-, I would tend to agree that there's like a, probably a lot of overlap in their fan bases. However, I don't think that the endorsement is necessarily meaningless because uh, both Bernie and AOC are the type of politician that are bringing around disaffected people. And so when you're working with disaffected people in your political constituency, a lot of them come in so distrustful that they might initially kind of only trust you. And we know this has been true of Bernie, that like a lot of people that sort of come around to the Bernie campaign initially, they only trust Bernie and they sort of follow from there to figure out what else they can trust. So it is possible that, uh, you know, I don't know exactly who AOC's fan base and constituency is down to a T. I'm sure if we got on Twitter and just looked at their Twitter followings, they'd have a lot of overlap. But that's not the world, you know. Um, yeah. So it's possible that they're speaking to some different voices and that this is going to be a useful endorsement. But yeah, it might also be a bit ceremonial, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can you can still mm-hmm. you can have ceremony. It doesn't hurt. Ceremony's still good. I mean you know two popular figures within the same sphere of politics getting together and doing a photo op is still something that'll you know get some press it makes some really great conservative oh my god oh yeah it's it's aoc and bernie sanders wrong what a fucking calm evil commies coming to power it'll be like uh those two together as like a parody of the october revolution (laughs) (laughs) this is like so obvious like you don't even have we already know what it's gonna look like you can can fill in the rest of the punchlines from their audience i'm sure you're smart enough we know our listeners are paying attention and that most of you probably have seen a Ben Garrison cartoon. Um, like, like the, yeah, Ben Garrison is going to make three comics at least from the AOC endorsement. Uh, let's let's jump off national politics for a minute. Leia, in your neck of the woods, the Seattle City Council race is kind of heating uh, up. Oh, yeah. 
so essentially, and, uh, uh, Seattle has always kind of had this rep- reputation for being a quote unquote progressive city. I mean, in some ways it's true, in some ways it isn't. Like, in some ways, the Postmaster General in 1933, I believe, said there were uh, 47 states and the Soviet of Washington, which is cool. I love being in Soviet of Washington, except it actually sucks. And there's been a lot of like anti-Chinese and anti-Japanese race riots that have happened in the state's history. So that's so that's bad. But anyways, there's a bit of a, mm-hmm. a fracture between the state uh, between the state's progressives or specifically the city of Seattle's progressives, because the the entire city council is filled with self-described progressives. But there's kind of a fracture between the pro-corporate progressives and the actual progressives right the pro corporate mm-hmm. quote unquote yeah, progressives yeah. the progressives and trademark. jenny durkin who is the current seattle mayor is definitely the uh pro corporate quote unquote progressive so a few a, a few months ago yeah. the seattle city council tried to pass a head tax on amazon to collect more revenue for homelessness and transit and that sort of thing. It essentially was a tax levied on Amazon for, no, not on Amazon, but for large enough companies that was um, a certain amount of money for every employee they had. And it would be used for, like I said, um, transport and homelessness, which is a big problem up here. And as it is in most American cities. But um, Amazon wasn't too happy with it. And though it sailed through um, the city council unanimously, um, Mayor Jenny Durkin vetoed it. Or actually, no, uh, if I remember right, um, it passed for a few weeks, and then um, uh, Amazon for uh, Amazon and Amazon's interest groups um, forced the repeal of the tax before it could actually take effect. And now uh, the sleeping yeah. giant has been awakened, and the previously sort of non-political, or as non-political as a billion dollar company can get uh to being openly endorsive of different candidates candidates that mainly you know would not be in favor of taxing them more and that sort of thing um i'm sure you've heard of uh shama sawant who's uh who's from district three and she's a member of the uh, Socialist Alternative, elected um, in 2013, I think, and re-elected and uh, re-elected a few years later with pretty good margins. And they're putting up, and Amazon is yeah. sinking a lot of money heavily into that race, as well as District 4, which is the university district where I live, um, where Sean Scott, uh, where the, the, the original council member here is retiring. So it's Sean Scott versus uh, Alan Peterson. And Scott is the is an open democratic socialist and wants to tax Amazon and do all this other stuff. And Alex Peterson likes Amazon, which is like, you know, so and we as a podcast fucking hate Amazon and everything they do. And this this isn't just about Seattle or Amazon, Mm -hmm. like what Amazon is doing here, making a a pack and putting money into it and then endorsing a bunch of local candidates. um, to try to like swing. They, they just dumped a million dollars into um into a pack. They they had already oh, yeah. dumped five hundred thousand dollars into it, and they just dumped a million mm-hmm. more into making sure that the Seattle City Council is pliable to the to their needs. And uh, what yeah. were you saying? And of course, to Bezos, chump change. Well, uh, you know, well duh, obviously, the dude has so much money that it's, uh-huh. it's insane. Like he could he could he could influence as many elections as he wants in this way. And I think he's just kind of waking up to that, you know, 
that like he doesn't have to just go where the political climate is friendly to him when he's like sourcing these projects. He could just turn, you know, start turning some of these cities into his own like techno fascist authoritarian capitalist hellscapes of his dreams. And, uh, you know, so that's that's what he's trying to do in Seattle. And wherever you live, there's probably some corporation. This is what I was getting at before. There's probably some corporation doing this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, know? I was just about to say, um, Fudre, like Exxon is like, heavily investing into um, the local politics. Right. And so, so you know, we're, we're going to talk mostly about this Seattle thing today. But know that, like, wherever you live, you need to know try to figure out what's going on in your neighborhood too, because there's a good chance that there are corporations trying to come in if they haven't already. Um, and you know, just basically stack these local elections that people don't even pay that much attention to sometimes, but they should, because honestly, a, a city like Seattle is so big that it alone is as influential as the politics of the rest of the state of Washington, basically. And these big city states like they have a, a very large influence on our politics that's not always adequately addressed in terms of like the gravity of, uh, you know, what's important and what's going on in this country. Like these cities are really huge and they are their own political blocks and, and they act what they do is very important. And what happens in them is very important. And what Amazon is doing in Seattle is very, very bad, potentially. Yeah. Weird how they can afford the money for a lobbying group, but can't, but don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah that's so really weird, weird, isn't it? Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's so transparent these days. There's so much of this transparency in, for lack of a better word, evil people. I'm sorry, but uh, if you don't think that Jeff Bezos is basically just evil, then I don't really know what to say. Like he's he's extracting an he's incredible an amount of wealth from people and the planet causing a lot of suffering along the way, just treating people terribly. And also he can, I don't know, wank off in a pile of million dollar bills or something. Like what the fuck does he even do with a hundred billion dollars? It's just insane. Oh God. And you know, you, you bet your fucking ass that if Bernie advances to the general, like the, the billionaires of the world are just going to pour fucking money into the into the election into schultz if he runs or into trump or anyone they can get to prevent bernie sanders from becoming president because like he's a legitimate fucking threat to everything oh, sure. they to their ruthless goddamn uh exploitation of everything that they see their real fucking humor in all this is that we're over here going gosh warren is a real fake progressive you know but even she is enough to spook some of these billionaires. Like, that's how fucking afraid they are and, like, reactionary they're ready to be. That, like, you know, people like Mark Zuckerberg are coming out and going, Elizabeth Warren is way too radical for America. Elizabeth Warren is barely enough progress to keep yeah, America whole. Accountable is more accurate. Act. Like, Jesus Christ. We gotta, we gotta get them to sign a non-binding so, resolution. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, but, but at this point, like the billionaires, they're still behind a guy like Biden. They don't want even Warren. They don't even want Joseph, half a progressive. Nothing will fundamentally change or a quarter Biden. of one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing will fundamentally change. That's the message that appeals to them. Nothing will fundamentally change because heck, if you're Jeff Bezos, everything's fine. Oh, except maybe Seattle city council's a little too progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you might lose. 
a little bit more money than you already have. And so, like you said already, you know, he's not paying no damn taxes, but he's uh, he's just dumping millions of dollars into the Seattle City Council election, and it's just a very I don't know. It's just it's so disgusting. Um, I don't know what to say. Hardly like, <laughs> what do you even say to something like this other than just like, wow, fuck, fuck this evil bullshit. You can't. There's nothing else to say. But yeah. here we go again. Yeah. There's um. There's a proposal by uh, one of the Seattle City Council members to limit these massive contributions to political packs to up to five thousand to only i think it was like five thousand dollars which would be great but if amazon has their way they're never gonna let that fucking pass well so that's the that's kind of the old standard of pack um before the sort of like quote-unquote super pack that people talk about now um which is really just it's not like a new legal distinction actually it's just more of like a a loophole that was created um and so people still form both kinds of pack and like the justice democrats for instance are a pack which is something that not everybody knows and it's it's the old style of pack which means that the maximum contribution that any single person can give or organization can give to the Justice Democrats is $5,000. Um, and that's that's the old way. But these newer PACs, like the one that Amazon is funding heavily to influence the city council races, uh, they can take any amount of money. And so there's, there's a lot of people that want to push back to this older style of PAC because it's a little bit more accountable <laughs> on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, obviously there's a lot of attempt to resist that. I would be surprised if anytime soon we actually see that change, to be honest. Um, I think we'd be more likely to subvert it through things like democracy dollars, which uh, my city is trying to do this November. Yeah, and they, they, have that in, they have that in Seattle, actually, and it's really nice. You get, um, I think we talked about this before where you get um, 50 bucks uh, you get five fifty dollar mm-hmm. vouchers that you spend with candidates and like we talked about last episode it's useless if you don't also tackle the problem from above and packs and campaign financing of billionaires and jeff bezos doing uh, basically the reality is if you really care about trying to fix the political situation that we're in you you have to be willing to work on multiple fronts you can't just do yeah, one thing there's no single issue um, voters anymore it's it's unfortunate this it, it's not look the reality is like I, i'm sorry if you're listening to this and 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 you would like to be able to just like sit back and ignore politics but like the reality is like if you want to keep having a world to live in basically at all um you have to be willing to involve yourself and stuff and that means you know everything from you know outside pressure from activists to citizen funding, which is sort of like grassroots in between the inside and the outside and having good candidates on the inside. And if we have all three of those things, then it's it's at least going to be a fucking improvement, okay? I'm not saying everything's going to be We're going to have perfect, a chance, but... at least. Like, God. Yeah. We have a chance to save the, the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. I... At least before, you know, the negative feedback loops start coming in and create a death sphere, essentially. <laughs> right. So if if you want to be a part of the change, you need to be contributing to one or more of those three forces, basically. You know, you have to be a part of either activism, grassroots uh, political change, or uh, directly involved with getting good candidates elected or holding candidates accountable. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. 
that's the only way we're going to really see anything. Otherwise, Amazon's just going to steamroll in and fucking spend, you know, because they, they've thrown two million at it like it was nothing. That means that if people get moving, they're going to spend 20 million, you know? Mm-hmm. Really all just a cycle at this point. Yeah. And speaking so, of cycles, yeah. there's another corporate related cycle that oh. we seem to be getting into this time. But it's not regarding Amazon. It's regarding a fast food company. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So if you've been active on Twitter lately, uh, you've probably heard the news that supposed news that Chick-fil-A has donated to an organization called uh, the National Christian, which has done service work in Uganda where they have put up people to speak towards Ugandan uh, Senate to bring up a bill that would allow people to punish homosexuals just for being gay via the death penalty. And they this isn't new. They tried this once before again. And that's where the reporting is from. It's from this previous attempt where they tried to do this. But now they're trying to do this again. Well, it's hap- uh, It's not trying. It's, it's kind of a done deal. <laughs> yeah. And Chick-fil-A has their hands in this, from what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. And this isn't surprising at all. We, we all know Chick-fil-A is homophobic. They donate to anti-gay uh organizations uh they uh, like the uh bread what the hell is the one that has the people with the bells and whatnot the salvation army yeah they routinely donate to them and uh we all know about this it happens sort of like every four months or so we all rediscover that hey chick-fil-a is homophobic because this news came out again stating that they're homophobic and after that happens after a month or so we just seem to forget about it just like we go back and forget that Chick-fil-A is homophobic and that they're funding to the and that they're funding these uh very fucking bigoted groups that don't want gay people to prosper like we or just, just keep be alive eating our general. homophobic chicken even if we realize we shouldn't every few weeks. And that makes me think like uh usually the first response we have to hearing this news again is to engage in uh consumer action despite how people on the left usually don't like consumer action as a concept because a lot of them think it's useless if it's not organized and that individual boycotting is effectively useless, which it is. Uh, But that's got me thinking, what other ways can Chick-fil-A be pressured into not being homophobic anymore, essentially? No better way to word it. Well, I think we have to pressure Chick-fil-A to just close, to be honest. Like, I... (laughs) <laughs> like I don't think it's necessarily like a savable company because it's run yeah, by such corrupt individuals and I don't expect them to like relinquish control of it. Um nah. of course we could ideally say that the workers would take control of Chick-fil-A or something and turn it into a worker cooperative, but guess what? That's the least likely we, scenario. We rename it so to like um, fucking gay fucking chicken company. <laughs> if you eat this chicken, gay. you're gay. But that's <laughs> The fucking gay ass like. chicken sandwich. <laughs> That'll be <laughs> gay ass chicken sandwich. Next, this chicken sandwich is... next to the. Um, if you eat this sandwich, you're gay. It'll have like an asterisk. And it'll say in small print. That's good though. We like gay people. Right. Yeah. And the, and, and and it's all painted in a rainbow flag. And you know we hire disabled queer people and shit and fucking turn it into yeah that would be the ideal mm-hmm. obviously yeah. <laughs> like gay um, jesus died so he could create this gay chicken <laughs> uh, more realistically i think it's important to draw a distinction you know we've talked before on this podcast about how sometimes individual action does have a meaning even if it's a little bit useless mm-hmm. on like a, a practical term um and also 
I think it's important to also draw a distinction that like when people say that individual action towards consumerism is meaningless, I think a lot of times it's framed in sort of the ecological context. Uh, it's not necessarily as meaningless in the context of like, you know, driving companies out of business. And in fact, there's been all of these articles sort of uh, you know, t awful op-eds and stuff sort of blaming millennials for the deaths of these businesses. But it's true that like when groups of people stop shopping at a place, it can put it out of business. Mm -hmm. And so if you get on Twitter and you and 10 of your Twitter friends all say, we're not going to eat at Chick-fil-A and we're going to try to encourage more people to do the same. And everybody gets 10 of their friends to stop eating at Chick-fil-A. And if you you know, run into your friends or, or family and neighbors in, and they say, oh, I'm going to Chick-fil-A and you kind of try to talk them out of it and explain why. But That's not meaningless. We've tried you know? that. We, we keep trying yeah. that. Every four months we discover that they're homophobic again and then we do this again, but it doesn't do anything. And Chick-fil-A is, is very much a growing corporation. Like, it's just, like, do we just have to do it yeah, harder? I, I mean, I don't think you'll ever be able to necessarily just wipe Chick-fil-A off the map through this kind of action because there are places in this country where people don't care that they're homophobic because they're either homophobic themselves or they haven't developed any kind of awareness to think that this is like a problem, you know? Um, or, you know, they live in a food desert and they like eat it guiltfully. Right. The other but opera. can you drive Chick-fil-A out of your local community? Possibly. Could. Uh, and, and, you know, part of how you can do that is just by creating movements even. This is getting on a little bit of a different topic now, but I think an important one is just creating movements that, you know, emphasize local businesses like, there might be a, a good chicken sandwich made by a local guy in your community that you're not aware of. And it might cost like a dollar more. But if you keep that guy in business for long enough, then maybe his price will come down or maybe his, you know, product will get even better, or you, you know, whatever. And, and maybe you can just still have the thing that you want, but not support the evil chicken sandwich. Just like look around for any other option. <laughs> And there are food deserts, and I've been in them. You know, I do understand that that's a thing. But if you have options, look look into them. See who's doing something good in your community that you can support. Shameless plug. Uh, there's this great alternative chicken restaurant to Chick-fil-A, and it comes right from the city of Baton Rouge. It's called Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. I am not sponsored in any way to advertise Raising Cane's <laughs> yeah, Chicken Fingers. Too, but you can uh, get a $5 combo with coleslaw. I, I really wish I, I really wish we were getting sponsored because it means that we'd be getting some fucking money for this dude. Yeah. Fucking Raising like, Cane's money shit. Or, or, or just, just some free chicken, honestly. Yeah. Dank. Um, like, I, like, I don't live near Raising it, Cane's, hey, though, hey, so hey, I don't know. Hey, Hey guys, if you don't want us to do that ever again, then donate to our Patreon. Oh my god. That, don't, don't, oh, donate stop to it. our Patreon. Hey, actually, if you're listening to this podcast right now, yes, you can, you, can, you can donate to our Patreon. I'm not going to tell you not to. But uh, it'd be awesome, honestly, if you haven't already done so and you're listening to this podcast right now, if you joined our Discord. Or if you followed us on Twitter, if you haven't done that yet, because like we hang out those places and it's great to hear from our audience sometimes. And sometimes we have questions for the audience and mm -hmm. it'd be nice to broaden the pool of people that we ask those questions to. So, you know, 
come come like have fun with us on the internet and uh you know that's that's it that's the plug have fun with us on the internet on twitter and discord yeah yeah that's the thing you Fucking can do have fun we we, we it, you know it, it, we can't describe the feeling that we get when we know people listen to this show this is the 30th episode and like there to 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 know that there's people that yes. still fucking listen to this bullshit and listen to our our some of you have been here since episode yeah. one like, it's unbelievable yeah. there are people who have been with us this whole through this whole incredible journey um which has just been like so if, much if, fun if for you us still and, if you still know yeah. what's up about Wild. like the washington dc astral Fortnite ley lines like you, you, you're fucking re- real OG. Fucking resort. Yeah, real OGs know about ley lines yeah. in Washington D.C. Only real, real OGs remember Q. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that, 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 well, that anyway, I we think on get that real guests, so we had of, to make of, fake guests. <laughs> right. No, what are you talking about? Q is real. <laughs> Q is real. Research Q. <laughs> um. <laughs> on that note. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> Let's 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 wrap this up. Uh, we've had all these warm, fuzzy feelings just now with with you, our lovely listeners, uh, here on the thirtieth episode. It's been an incredible journey epi- to get here, and we're just gonna keep going. We've got a lot more fun, c- exciting content planned, and we're also just gonna keep reacting to the weird shit that happens. So, uh, yeah. We're we're here to stay. We hope you are as well. We are not safe for wonks, and this has been great. Thank you as always. Layers. I'm Kennedy Cooper, and I'm raising Kane. Shut One up! <laughs> Fucking shut up! Shit! This is not. Our, we don't even have a sponsorship. I want like, you to if we call Raising Canes if you're going to keep doing this. I'm fine with that, but like, fucking shut up! <laughs> Fuck All off! Right, bye.